When you're invited to give a presentation and you walk out onto the stage or step up onto a wooden box at the front of a farmer's shed and you look into the eyes of the audience, wouldn't it be great if you could read their minds to know just what they wanted to hear from you? No, we're not talking about some kind of science fiction mind control today, but close to it. How do you quickly create an online poll and how do you use the surveys most effectively? Denise, we all know that you love chocolate, but what people mightn't know about me is that I love polls or online surveys to be more correct. I just love being able to ask a bunch of people a few questions and hear their answers. I think it's a really great way to engage people, especially when you do something meaningful with the responses. A long time ago, when I was the president of APEN, we decided it was time to change the constitution as it was hampering our effectiveness. It was forcing all our regional chapters to manage their own bank accounts, including getting them audited each year. The answer was fairly obvious, just amalgamate them and have a central set of accounts. But we thought we might change some other things, such as better regional representation. However, since we were going to the effort of changing the constitution, I decided to engage the APEN members to gain their feedback before the AGM. Yes, John, I vaguely recall that survey. It was back in 2003 and it was APEN's 10th anniversary. The conference being, was being held in Hobart that year. I was there and it was a great conference with speakers from outside agriculture and the venue was at the Hobart Marina which was a lovely spot. Um, but back to the story. Um, can you tell us a bit more about the survey and how you structured it to get useful feedback, John? Sure, Denise, and it was a great conference. Frank Van Clay was the convener and he did a great job organising it, perhaps planting the seed for me to move here almost 20 years later. The survey had just four questions. I told you I like short surveys. There was a rather long preamble which I think we put in the email message that then had the link to the survey. We proposed two options, keep things as they were, or moving to what we described as the cluster model. The first question asked how comfortable they were with staying with the status quo. The rating scale was from one to 10, and there's an opportunity for people to add further comments. The second question asked how comfortable they were with the proposed cluster model with the same rating scale. And instead of just asking for general comments, we asked for what elements they liked about the cluster model and then the elements that concerned them. The third question then asked for suggestions of other models that might work. And finally, the fourth question simply asked for any other comments. So how did it go, John? Did you get many responses? I know many people struggle to get responses to their surveys. Well, Denise, I don't recall the actual number now, but what I do remember is that we were inundated with generally very constructive suggestions. It took us ages to wade our way through them all, but we did, and we tweaked our proposal based on that feedback. We then took that modified proposal back to the members and used another survey to gain their feedback. While not everyone was 100% happy with it, I do recall that when we put the motion to change the constitution at the AGM, it all went through very quickly, like in a minute, as we'd done all the hard work beforehand. It was almost like an anticlimax. 
I bet, John. It's a little bit like that saying, go slow at the beginning so as to go fast at the end. That was a great example of using a survey, not just at the end of an event, to evaluate it. We started talking about polls, and technically they're just a special type of survey where you can give an easy response, such as a yes or a no, or which of the five colours do you prefer most? This is what we call closed questions, where there's just a single response required. The simplest way to do a poll with a live audience is, of course, just to ask them a question. <laughs> so if you're giving a talk about exporting fruit to a particular country, you could ask those in the audience who've been there to raise their hands. That then involves them and gives you an idea of how familiar your audience is with that country. You might then tweak your presentation and provide more or less background information um, based on their response. It's almost as though you were mind reading. Yes, Denise, and that's what I love about simple polls. They give us information that we can use to improve what we're doing. In this day and age, though, I think we can do better than just raising our hands. Just about everyone in our audiences have a smartphone these days, so let's put them to good use. I love using Poll Everywhere or Slido to engage with my audiences. Whether it's at a physical meeting or an online meeting, I like to get the audience answering questions that help me better understand their background and motivation. It's also a great way to take questions at the end, as you can just get them to type them into the poll. Other audience members can then upvote the questions that they want answered or add their own. As the presenter, you can project the results onto the screen at the front of the room and then just start answering the questions that have the greatest amount of votes. Huh, how democratic is that? Yeah, very good, John. And it's so easy to create the polls. You just have to go to the Poll Everywhere website or Slido or whatever program you want to use. And there are lots of good explainer videos on the websites for both organisers and attendees. You can create a free account, and then within a minute, you can choose the type of question you want to ask. It can be multiple choice, um, a word cloud, or a map for people to indicate where they're located. There's lots of templates that you can use, and you can easily tweak the words and graphics if you want. You do that before your event, and you can insert the poll questions into your PowerPoint presentation so that when you display that slide, it shows the website address. Usually this is really short and easy to type in, and all people have to do is enter the code for your poll, which can be a number or a few letters, then almost magically they see your poll and poll question on their device and they can respond. They don't usually need to sign in or download an app. Of course, there are apps for most of the poll software, and if you're engaging with people during a two or three day conference, then it might be worthwhile helping them download and configure the app. But otherwise, the website works just fine. I love using online polls and more detailed surveys too. They help us easily gain information about our audience and they are so easy to set up and use. If you haven't already tried them, you'll be kicking yourself afterwards as they're so good to use. Thanks, John. Well, you've heard our thoughts. Now we'd like to hear yours. Add a comment below this post and tell us about your experiences with online polls. 
including any tips or further ideas about them. We don't want this just to be a one-way conversation, so please join in by sharing your thoughts and ideas with us. Thanks, folks, for joining us on this Enablers of Change episode. Remember to subscribe if you'd like to know when new episodes are available. And if you liked what you heard, please tell your friends so they too can join in the conversation. All the best until we meet again. Mm -hmm.